Time now for Christian Car Guy Theater. With today's episode, Nahum's Matt. Now that Jimmy was back to himself in an effort to give back some of the support he'd received, Jimmy joined the volunteer mountain rescue team, and within hours of that move, his new two-way radio sounded off. Stand by Mountain Rescue Team C for emergency Beaver County Sheriff's report. We have four missing hikers. Repeat, four missing hikers due back last night. We'll identify as the Andrews Group. Blake, the most experienced and the probable leader, a 26-year-old male with no medical issues, along with his wife, Darina Andrews, a 25-year-old female. She is pregnant. Repeat, pregnant in her first trimester with no other medical issues. They took along another couple, Jeff Lindsay, a 27-year-old male with no health issues, and his wife Marcy, 25-year-old, also no medical issues. They were headed up for a day climbing trip on Elk Mountain last seen, and vehicles parked at the logging road off Beaver Creek Road. Mountain Rescue Team C, please rendezvous that checkpoint 1,300 hours. Now that was Jimmy's stomping grounds for sure. That logging road was the scene of Jimmy's accident, and he hiked Elk Mountain all his life. Jimmy packed his gear and cranked his Jeep. Under the hood, the excitement of another adventure gripped the team, especially Mick and the rocker arm teams. The rocker arms being the mechanical parts that open the valves. Every time the engine makes one rotation, those rocker arms push down the valves to allow the gas to come in and the exhaust to come out. Dudes, this is what we've been pushing for. This adventure rocks. We'll have those hikers safe before morning, I guarantee you. This could be just the opportunity I've been waiting for. What a chance to show off a little special something-something I like to call my heavy metal booster. You know, my heavy metal booster juice. And when we drink this juice, we'll be rocking this engine up any mountain. Sweet. Oh, baby. That's the kind of juice I rock out to. Hey, Roxay, the juice don't pay is what they say. I think it's best we stay away, right, Renee? Oh, Vic, you know better than to rock that heavy metal juice. Sounds like drug pushing, and rockers don't roll to no drug pushing, Vic. And lighten up, you exhaust rockers. You don't know how to party with the intake crowd. Roxy and I can take it from here if you two are too scared to rock the juice, you wimps. Jimmy made it to the rendezvous and was assigned the search area around the old abandoned mining town, Lulu City. Jimmy knew the road was steep to Lulu City, so he shifted it into four-wheel low and began creeping up the mountain. Meanwhile, there in a pitch-dark old abandoned Lulu mine tunnel, the four terrified hikers were scattered. Dorina, he's unconscious. I can reach down and touch his face and feel his hair, but he's not moving. He is warm to my touch. I just hope he's still alive. Careful, Marcy. One slip, and you'll be down there with him. Blake can rock down there for all I care. He got us into this. Oh, I'm so sorry, guys. I'm way past done with Blake. Oh, I have tried and tried to get him to stop drinking. And his crazy ideas coming into this mine being the worst stunt yet. I can't see a thing. Careful, everybody. One false move and we could all be dead. I think it's best if we all try to stay just as still as we can. Darina, you sure you're not bleeding and the baby's okay? Oh, I didn't fall near as far as you guys. Oh, I really think I'm okay. I just can't see anything. What happened? Did the whole floor just cave in? 
I was running to stop Blake. He wasn't two steps ahead of me and the floor split wide open. This wood has to be over a hundred years old. Of all the foolhardy, crazy, cockamamie... Hey, why did you two follow me? Hold it. I'm on some kind of rug or something. Maybe I can lower that down to you, Marcy, and pull you up with me at least a little bit safer. No, I'm the only one close to Blake. What if he wakes up and panics? I told you, I hope he does. Maybe he'll fall all the way this time and never to mess up my life again. Really, Marcy? Leave him. This time he not only got himself beyond help, he's endangered my baby. Grab the rug and come up to a safer place. I'm with Jeff. Leave Blake in the pit of hell where he belongs. Marcy! Marcy! Grab the rug! Can you see it? I see a streak of light down there. Can you see it? Marcy! Yes, I can see it. But I'm not leaving Blake. Huh. There's some kind of old writing on that rug. Maybe it's a map out of here. It says... Let's see. It says... Nahum's Mat Mark II. What in the world? More craziness. I'm not leaving Blake. Mark 2, that's a Bible verse, and Nahum sounds like a Bible name. and there's one more thing. It says, rise, pick up your bed, and go home. Ha, I could go for that about now. Mark 2, I wish I had a Bible handy. There's something to that. I can feel it. There's something to this. Oh, oh, oh. wait, wait, wait. I've got a little Gideon Bible in my purse, if if you really want to know, Jeff. I may have enough light up here to read it when the sun gets a bit higher, but it may take an hour or so. Out on the trail to Lulu City, Jimmy's Jeep had plenty going on under the hood. At this rate, we may get to Lulu City by March. It's time we rock this Jeep. Hey, you with me, Roxy? Sure, push on over the heavy metal juice, Mick, and we'll show this Jeep how to rock and roll. Hey, you two are going to disarm all of us. Rocking on the rocks is pushing for trouble, Mick. Now don't drink that juice! No sooner had Renee's warning sounded than the heavy metal juice exploded down the intake valves, spinning the engine with such force that the next turn of the camshaft snapped off all the rocker arms with closed valves. The engine shut right down. Jimmy tried to crank it, but it sounded like metal mashing, and he quickly got out, seeing what happened. I'll never rock again. I'm afraid it's the end of our row. Totally disarming, Mick. We're finished. Jimmy heard the rattle under the valve covers and quickly had them off to find armless rocker arms. What in the world kind of gas was that? It broke all the rocker arms. Putting all the pieces together in a rag, Jimmy threw them in his backpack with his radio and rescue gear and headed off for Lulu City to see if he could find some old wreck or something to get some rocker arms. If not, the missing hikers. Jimmy reported in on his radio. Breaker, this is Mountain Rescue CG headed for Lulu City. Had an engine mishap, broke all the rockers. I'm headed by foot to Lulu City to see what I can find, hikers or parts. Roger that, Jimmy. We'll let your dad know. Maybe he can send some help your way. By now, the sun had risen enough in the mine shaft so Dorina could read the little Gideon Bible. All right, Jeff, I, I, I could finally make this out. Marked two. What happened? Dorina, where are you? Jeff? Marcy? We're all right here, Bonehead. You really got us in a pinch this time. Craziness. Hey, you are trouble, man. Trouble. Are you all right, Blake? 
I don't think so. My back is killing me and I can't feel my legs. Sit still, fool, or you will bring the whole place down like the last time. Man, this is too creepy. You guys, listen to this Bible story. (sighs) And when Jesus returned to Capernaum after some days, it was reported that he was at home and many were gathered together so that there was no more room, not even at the door. And he was preaching the word to them and they came bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. And when they could not get near him because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And when they had made an opening, they let down the bed on which the paralytic lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven. Now, some of the scribes were sitting there questioning in their hearts, why does this man speak like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Oh, oh, ah, oh no, some dust just got in my eyes. Oh, I can't see very well. Marcy, Marcy, you've got to read the rest of this. I know, I just know the Lord is trying to tell us something. Here, I'm going to pass it down to you. Be careful. What does it say? Okay, I've got Mark 2. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Okay, Mark 2, 8. And immediately Jesus, perceiving in his spirit that they thus questioned within themselves, said to them, Why do you question these things in your hearts? Which is easier, to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Rise, take up your bed and walk? Now that's confusing. Why didn't Jesus just heal him? Can you imagine the disappointment on the guy's faces that lowered him down on the mat? It seems so backwards. Man, I'm about to fall asleep. I can't keep my eyes open anymore. Wake me up when it's all over. Darina, I hope you are praying for help. Jeff drifts off to sleep as Darina and Marcy pray. Blake grimaces in pain. About 20 minutes later, they hear footsteps outside. Hey, we're down here. Here we are. Help, we're down here. You hear us? Hey, we're down here. Help. Who's out there? Help us, please. Tune in Saturday, August 1st for the exciting conclusion of Nahum's Matt. This episode of Christian Car Guy Theater, Nahum's Matt, starred Ann Alt, Chris Van Cleve, Bert Rosenberg, Ellen Kennedy, and Alex Seals. Written by Robbie Dilmore and Ann Alt. Produced and directed by the Christian Car Guy. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to the Christian Car Guy Show with your guest host, Bob Young, your Christian junkyard guy. Your normal host, well, it's hard to call him normal. I guess I'll call him your usual host, Robbie Dilmore, is out fishing today. And when I say out, I mean way out. He is in Colorado with his dad, his son, and his brother. Um, Can you only... um, I can only imagine three generations of Dillmores on the same trip. I can't wait to hear those fishing stories. I'm so glad God blessed Robbie with this opportunity to hang out. Our special guest today is Matt Haley from Haley European Motors. Here's our expert on the upcoming Jesus Labor of Love car, excuse me, car care class.
Clinic. Say that 10 times really fast. Easy for me to say, huh? Uh, also in the studio today, the love of my life, Miss Lori. Uh, woman, I tell you, you just make so much difference in my life. And uh, But what we were listening to at the beginning, the first segment you heard today, was the Christian Car Guy Theater. Robbie always has fun and surprises in these masterpieces, and but there's always a great message. Maybe sometime we'll find out uh, how the story ends. Today's topic is a crucial one for all aspects of our lives. It's maintenance. Every part of our life requires maintenance. Work, home, marriage, kids, yes, even our cars and equipment require maintenance. Um would like to encourage everyone, if you have any maintenance questions, 866-348-7884, 866-348-7884. You're listening to the Christian Car Guy Show. Please give us a call if you have any questions or would like to comment on any part of the show today. Matt, it's great to have you here today. Tell us a little bit about your sh- yourself and uh event coming up next weekend well thanks for having me um i'm just uh kind of honored to be here really but um about me real quick um i've got uh, probably about uh, 17 years of experience in the automotive area and um i just like to share that with people and i started my business last october up here uh not too far from the studio actually and um just been kind of doing my thing ever since do and you have a specialty what I, I noticed the european cars yeah yeah i've got a pretty strong background in european uh cars and german stuff to be specific uh, um it's just uh there's there's a lot to be said about the germans just with the way they like to do things and it's hard for people to to really know it all when they go purchase a car because it's kind of a big time commitment if <laughs> There you go. And a lot of people are really, 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 um, some mechanics, that's their thing, the European, mm-hmm. but so many of them don't want to touch the European cars. Uh, yeah, I find that too, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty crazy. Uh, but the um, the event coming up next week, what can you tell us about it? Uh, well, I've been a part of a few car clinics in the past at the dealership level, and I've always really enjoyed it because it gives you a chance to maybe have a a lot of one-on-one time with uh, car owners and it gives the car owners chances to ask certain questions that they might, might not know about their particular vehicle on the way things might need to look and, you know, what would might be involved in certain aspects of their particular car. So. And also they can meet you and figure out what you're about and, uh, yeah. and, uh, kind of learn a little bit more about you. And, uh, that's a really good thing to have going on. Uh, when when is this happening? It's on July 26th. Um, it's a Sunday, next Sunday, from 1 to 7 at the Emmanuel Baptist Church in Clemens. And, um, yeah, just come out and uh, learn a little bit about your car. <laughs> it sounds like a lot of valuable information is available. Now, will you, like, show people, um, like, how to, you know, check things on their car? Because some of the... The gauges and some of the, uh, you know, like dipsticks and things on the European things might be in a different location than what people are used to. 
Yeah, they might not even have those, actually. Uh, there's some cars that were manufactured without dipsticks, and they've used the electronics in the car to be able to check certain fluid levels, uh, which is very confusing if you don't know about it. <laughs> I can only imagine there. Yeah. But um, now, who is this for? Is it, um, you know, for pretty much anybody or... Yeah, it's pretty much for anybody, but our focus is um, kind of on single moms and widows and uh, families in crisis. Um, that's kind of what Jesus Labor Love is really all about, and um, we just like to, to give back where we can, and I think this is a good way to do it. Well, Robbie sure has a passion for this, and uh, he has approached me more than once, and uh, Lori and I have uh, both had the opportunity to, to help with the group and uh, help with the Anywhere he's asked us, we've, we've always just jumped right in because we feel so strongly about it. And uh, uh, Robbie's just really an awesome, awesome guy, and this is has such a passion for all this. And um, he just wants to help the single moms and widows. Uh, and it's just pretty amazing how he has progressed this and, and has people all over the country on board with it now. Um, do we have a time on the... Uh, on the event next weekend, the clinic? Yeah, I imagine it'll be after church at 1 is when the clinic starts, um, and it'll run till 7. Well, folks, there you have it. Next week at the uh, Emmanuel Baptist Church in Clemens, um, if you need to figure out some things about the maintenance of your vehicle, uh, especially single moms and widows, you can learn so much. There's so many maintenance things that... Uh, that people just don't even think about at all on their car. And there's plenty of things in my life that sometimes I forget the maintenance on too. But, um, you know, you can figure out, uh, you can increase the life of your car so much by just keeping a check on the things like, like the oil. The oil is just so important to any vehicle. It's the fluid that keeps everything lubricated and rolling and, and just carrying on there but uh there's just an, i have a whole list of things we're going to go over and lots of things you can figure out about increasing the life of your car and maybe well if you have a few tips about increasing the stability of your life but carrying on with some personal and spiritual maintenance christian car guy show will be right back in just a moment Jack, awesome song, awesome song. This is Bob Young, your Christian junkyard guy, sitting in for Robbie Dillmore this morning. And our topic today is maintenance. There's so many people that would just absolutely love to take better care of their cars so that it would live longer and everything, but they just don't know how. They don't know what to check, where to check, when to check. And um, so for the widows and single moms out there that might be listening next Sunday, one o'clock to seven o'clock at Emmanuel Baptist Church in in Clemens, there will be a Christian car guy maintenance clinic. We're going to have people there that'll help people identify things they need to check on their car, 
widows and single moms especially, but I imagine the then the help will be there for many people. But uh, well, car clinic is coming up, and Matt Haley from Europe from Haley European Motors will be uh, on site, and he'll be helping people identify things about their car that need to be checked. Matt, what are one of the things that people just rarely think to to check on a vehicle? Well, I've always said that one of the most important things is to check your oil. I'm sure everybody's heard that before. Um, and uh, even more so in, in kind of newer cars because uh, we're, we're trying to in, increase our maintenance intervals, um, meaning the old 3,000-mile oil change is kind of going out the window um, for the 5 to 6 to 10 to some even 15,000-mile service intervals. Well, checking that oil becomes even more important in those circumstances just because every engine is going to burn a little bit of oil. Um, And even, you know, the 3,000-mile oil change, by the time you change your oil, you didn't notice it, but yet it just went through half to three-quarter to a full quart sometimes. So if you double that to 6,000 miles, well, you're going to go through a quart pretty easy. And um, you probably know this, but most dipsticks only show up if you're a quart low. If you're anything more than that, it's nothing on the stick, and then it's a big question mark. (laughs) How much oil do I put in it? (laughs) Put in enough to get it on the stick, and then then we can start figuring it out. It's just really amazing how much maintenance can really change the performance of a vehicle. We had one of our rollbacks that we had taken out of service for a while, and it became necessary for us to, you know, get it back ready to go. And, and I was thinking, well, it may be too far gone, you know, just thinking that, you know, we'd neglected it for a while. It had been off the road for several months. And uh, we just took it and started analyzing. I drove it just a little bit to figure out what it needed. And uh, just a pulley, a belt, a fan clutch, uh, some filters, oil change, and greasing everything on the truck. And I was amazed how much life that truck still has in it. I drove it and uh, picked up several cars this week with it and uh, was just really tickled that the truck that we had kind of deemed, you know, past its time still had lots of life left in it just from uh, a good service and a very good greasing because on the rollbacks, the beds have to move so much. You have to get all the pivot points and everything, and it just really just breathed life back into that truck. And, uh, you know, it's good to know that there it lives. Mm-hmm. A little bit of maintenance goes a long way, doesn't it? <laughs> a long, long, long ways. Now, also in the studio today, she thinks she knows absolutely nothing about maintenance, but I think my wife, Lori, is a maintenance es- expert. She maintains a home, a family, and has recently joined us at 109 You Pull It, and it helps me maintain sanity when the basic work when the pace at work gets too hectic. Honey, how do you feel about being a maintenance expert? Well, I wouldn't exactly call myself that. Um, I am just do the best that I can every day and just search for God's will for my life and pray that he helps and guides me and gives me wisdom, and, and that's where we are. There we go. Well, I tell you what, folks, there's more to maintenance than just vehicles and uh, and equipment and everything. There's so many things we need to maintain. And, and this young lady across from me right here has really helped me maintain through a lot of 
a lot of adversity. She was one of the first people at the yard the day the place burnt, and uh, and she has carried me through so many other things. But uh, I want to deviate from our our main topic today is car and car and equipment maintenance to uh, our personal physical maintenance. Personal physical maintenance that is one of my biggest struggles. I love to eat, love to love, love, love to eat, and our physical. Um, I mean, it's just so, so hard for me to find time for exercise. It just seems to be harder and harder to find time to exercise. In the past, I never had to worry about it because my work was so physically demanding that I was always pretty slim and muscular. But these days, the telephone and the ink pen does not provide the same workout that the wheel squeezer and the air gun I used to use in the past did for me. You know, so instead of eat all you want, anytime I want, I've got to watch everything I eat every day. And for someone who loves food, especially sweets the way I do, it's just such a huge challenge. When we were younger and more active and used to play ball three or four nights a week, our physical maintenance was uh, a lot easier to take care of. Matt, do you have any trouble? You're a younger fella, and uh, you don't see the pounds creeping up on you like uh, some of us older fellas do, huh? Well, I'm keeping an eye out because uh, I feel like I might be heading in that direction. But <laughs> It's right around the corner. It seemed like only yesterday. Every meal, I just gorged myself with all I could and just never had to give it any, any consideration at all, and uh, everything would just always take care of itself. But uh, our physical maintenance is just uh, something that's really, really, really pressing on me, and it happens more and more and more each day. I want to get back to a couple of the car issues that we can have, but um, something that people don't think so much about is our tires. Everybody knows we need air pressure in our tires and we should keep a pressure gauge around to check the tire pressure and and uh but not everybody notice thinks to look at how the tires are wearing. Um I'm one of the worst at this, you know. I just think if they've got air in them sometimes I I don't have to worry about it. But if everybody will remember to rotate your tires you'll get so much more life out of them. Um our coolant, brake fluids, and the noise that our brakes can make sometimes is can be a, just a number one indicator that, hey, especially the little squealers, if you hear that little squeaking noise about your brakes, uh, a lot of the brake pads have a squealer that'll let you know that your brake pads are almost gone and that you're fixing to start eating up rotors too. And uh, that changes it from a a minor expense to a much more severe expense, Matt? Yeah, it, it pretty much doubles the cost. <laughs> <laughs> At least double. So yeah. if we can just listen, our cars will talk to us if we listen to them. Um, batteries. Uh, so many people just think that, you know, your battery's either dead or it's not dead. You know, if as long as it's cranking the car, that's all we need to worry about. But um, the cables and connectors uh, sometimes can corrode. And if we can just take a look, and if you see the little blue fuzzy stuff on there, uh, it's time to do a little maintenance on your battery terminals and your post. Um, 
your headlights for adjustment and everything. You can just pull up to your garage door before you open it. And if one of your headlights is pointed way up, you know, something has got loose and something is uh, out of whack. And you, you can really, that's uh, a good indication that you need to do something about that. One of the things on the truck that gave me the indication that we needed the, uh, to change the belt was belt noise. It was squealing. And it didn't squeal when it was just idling, but when you turned up the RPMs with the AC running, it was putting a drag on the belt, and that way we knew that we had a belt problem or a tensioner problem. So just to get it thoroughly covered, we went ahead and changed the belt and the tensioner at the same time. And uh, it just gave us so much, you know, boom, the noise was gone as soon as we made those replacements. One of my things that so many people just absolutely don't think any about is their washer fluid you know the light will come on and say well low washer fluid well lower washer fluid's not all that important but if you're riding down the road and that nasty mist comes up from behind a dump truck and then it dries really quick on your you know right after it's raining and it dries really quick and you can't see it's just an absolutely you know it's bad it's bad and you need to keep an eye on your washer foot you're listening to the christian car guy show with your guest host bob young you christian junkyard guy we'll be back in just a moment stay tuned guys were praying with me it was actually feeling like God is here to help me through this kind of helps lifts everybody's spirits gets them you know wanting to live again Eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four. Eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four. You're listening to the Christian Car Guy Show with guest host Bob Young, your Christian junkyard guy. We're here today. We want to make a special mention of the Christian Car Guy um, maintenance clinic that's going to be at Emmanuel Baptist Church. It's Jesus Labor of Love Car Clinic. Emanuel Baptist Church, 1505 Louisville Clemens Road in Clemens, North Carolina. Next Sunday, the 26th, between 1 o'clock and 7 o'clock. Um, we'd like to encourage all uh, widows and single moms and anyone that uh, needs some tips or pointers on maintenance of their car to show up. Um, Matt Haley is with us today from Haley European Motors. He will be on the scene next week. 
Um, also, my wife, Miss Lori, is in the studio with us today, and she sure does help with my maintenance. Uh, she is that's the key to keeping me headed in the right direction and, and an inspiration to keep myself maintained and, and headed in the, in the right path. But the most important maintenance for me is my spiritual maintenance. It's so easy to neglect the things we know we, we need to do to keep our lives running smoothly. Just like a car. It's, uh, you got to maintain your car, but you also got to maintain your spiritual life to keep things running smooth and for a long time. In the same fashion that we stop by the fuel to fuel up our cars, we must gather with our brothers and sisters at church. The best illustration I have about why we need to gather with people at church and to go and attend regularly is the old campfire illustration. You can be sitting by a campfire and it's a roaring and and the fire is warming everything and putting off light and down there in the bottom you got that group of coals down there and that to me is that's my church body and when I'm and when all the coals are together and down there they're just glowing and putting off heat and light and energy and it just it's in the state it needs to be but you can dig down in there with a shovel or something and pull out one of those coals and sit it over here by itself away from the rest of them and in just no time at all you can reach over there and pick it up with your fingers because it is out the fire is gone the light is gone the heat is gone the energy is gone and and it's just it's just lost its, its pizzazz you know but you can take that same coal that's sitting over there lifeless and you can sweep it back into the fire. And just as soon as it gets next to those other coals, in just no time at all, it's putting off fire. It's putting off heat. It's putting off light. And it is reignited. And uh, it just it's just instantly giving off the best heat and things it possibly can. Uh, and that's my best example about why we need to go to church and how uh, the impact that church has for me. When I get around my brothers and sisters, you know, I build off of their energy. They feed off of mine. And it just gets me charged up and ready to go out into the week. And uh, But we can't expect one stop a week or one visit with God a week to do it. Uh, you know, it's it takes a little bit more than that. Yeah, I agree that you need to be able to spend a little bit more time aligning yourself back up. Um, uh, you know, in in the light and kind of share different things that have happened during the week while the week is still happening. It helps you get through it <laughs> for one, and two, it helps you learn what you're kind of supposed to be learning along the way. Um, is what I found. I'm still pretty young at all this, but um, I found that uh, if you if you kind of just it, even if you just show up, you know, uh, there's a, um, a group of guys I meet with that say you know 80% is just showing up, and uh, from there it 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 just be, just being there helps um, helps you work through all well, the stuff. So yeah. I agree with that. There's so many times that I've, you know, seems like the harder it is to get there, you know, like some, oh, I've got this and I've got that. But if I overcome this and that 
and make it to church or make it to a, a small group gathering or something like that, it seems like the more effort I have to put into getting there, it seems like the greater the reward is. You know, there's, there was times that uh, right after my son died, there was a small group grief meeting uh, at our church. And some Tuesday nights it would be just like, oh, well, I should be doing this or I should be doing that. But I got so much help from that small group, and it just, you know, it gave me strength and it gave me, you know, hope and encouragement and, and some of the material we studied. And I was like, oh, how are they going to know how to deal with my grief? But um, the material we had was so helpful for me so many times, and uh, it just, you know, provided provided strength and energy and hope. And uh, in a time that, you know, things were pretty dark for me. I agree. I mean, I feel like you <clears throat> that's where I get my replenishment um, when you've had a really hard week, you know, and you're running out of gas. Um, go to where God is and God loving people and who care, you know, care more for you than you can even imagine. Um, and that's where I get my strength. But just as a car needs much more than gas, stopping by church once a week is not going to fulfill our spiritual needs. <coughs> a lot, a lot of one-on-one time with the master mechanic life, master mechanic of life, Jesus Christ has always been helpful. Um, we used that line, the master mechanic of life, when we did the Oak Forest commercial years ago, and and it's just so true. It's uh all my maintenance needs, all my repair needs are met by, you know, simply following and believing. This past Wednesday night, we followed where he led, and uh, our preacher, Darren Alexander, at Oak Forest United Methodist Church has started a Wednesday night service there. Uh, We traditionally didn't have a Wednesday night service. It's just a quick service, and... uh, we went this past Wednesday night, and his message just punched me right square in the face, and it just cleared things up so clearly for me. He was talking about the story that everybody knows about the loaves and the fish, about the little feller when they had so many people. There were 5,000 men, so probably eight or 10,000 people all together. They were trying to gather food. And uh, they gathered up the, they found just the fish and the bread. And um, and God split and divided and provided. And so many times we forget to remember just how much provision God has for us. I'm sure the disciples were freaking out. How are we going to feed this, you know? And, and when everything is going so crazy in our life, we just need to remember how God took fish two fish and five loaves and fed so many he can take our hectic life and and feed us and take care of all of our needs and provide for us I want to thank everybody for being here today Lori, matt great to have y'all with us great to be here great to be here thank you all right i want to remind everybody about the christian car guy maintenance clinic next week thank you <laughs>